You're listening to Second Look. Second Look is designed to give us a forum to learn more about the ministries, members, and mission of Second Presbyterian Church. Our church is full of stories, and Second Look is a chance to dig a little deeper into how we are using our gifts and resources for Christ. All right, I just want to thank everyone for joining us for our inaugural episode of Second Look. Uh, this is a podcast, and we hope that you enjoy it. Our first guest uh, on this first episode is Pastor George Robertson of Second Presbyterian Church. Pastor George, how are you today? I'm terrific. Thank good, you. good. It's exciting. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting for the congregation to hear just about the new series that we've started here at Second Presbyterian Church. And the first one in the morning that we've started is Exodus, and we're calling it Out of My Bondage Into Thy Freedom. Can you tell us a little bit more about just what went into choosing Exodus? Well, the title itself uh, arises naturally out of Exodus. We started started the series in chapter 6, actually, um, <clears throat> as... Um, Moses is wrestling with that call that God gives him. Mm-hmm. And there's the, uh, Moses is complaining to the Lord. These people are so, these people are so hurt and traumatized. They, they, or, or the, the Lord explains they're so hurt and traumatized. They, they didn't obey or they didn't want to follow Moses. Uh, and uh, Moses, by God's sovereign power, Leads them uh, almost. It, it's it's uh, it's almost an arrest. He almost arrests them mm-hmm. and takes them out of their bondage. Okay, and leads them into a, a new place. And and uh, the the I just love the book of Exodus, especially because that's a lot of what I deal with daily in pastoral situations. People in various kinds of bondage. Right. And uh, Exodus is a, a very uh, practical book in that uh, it's a it's a compendium of of all kinds of topics, or at least it, they can get you to all kinds of topics. Okay, and apply the the the, the gospel that is so clear in Exodus to all kinds of. Of of bondage. So I mean, Sunday we'll talk about, or in the, in the first in the first sermon, whenever that is, uh, the, the second sermon in the first chapter. Okay, uh, we'll talk about political bondage and economic bondage and social bondage and spiritual bondage, and that's a that's sort of an overlay for the whole the whole book too. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted I wanted a book that would that would address the cultural issue of so many people feeling helpless, feeling in bondage of various kinds, and and then I also as as pastor am thinking pedagogically how can I what's the most effective way to teach my people right and uh, Exodus has has it all too it's a it's a, a it's kind of a thumbnail sketch of the Bible you yeah. have. You have you have the cross in, in in the in the liberation from Exodus. It's easy to talk about Christ uh, from that. And you don't you don't push him into it. He 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 compares what he's doing to the. He says Exodus was pre- preparation for what he was doing too. You have the laws. You have the Ten Commandments. You mm-hmm. have the implications of the Ten Commandments. Uh, so 
it, it's a it's a way to preach the whole counsel of God from from one book and and very easily also teach people how to read the whole Bible, especially the Old Testament, naturally as that which is preparing the Old Testament people of God for the coming Messiah. And you've talked about a lot of different themes that you're going to go through in Exodus. What are some of the the things that you want the congregation of Second to take away from this series? What are some of the important things um, that you want them to learn throughout this series? The most important thing is that Jesus is the motivator and the enabler of everything in the Christian life and Mm. everything in the Bible. Uh, So Exodus very dramatically uh, uh, pictures that with the narrative. Uh, uh, For instance, God doesn't give the the people, the Israelites, the law, uh, the Ten Commandments and the ceremonial law. He didn't give that to them until after He's liberated them from ex, from Egypt. Okay. And and yet we tend to live the other way, right? I'm going to, you know, if I keep these laws, if I make myself good enough, if I do the right things, God will liberate me. God will reward me with freedom. Mm. But the gospel is right there. There's the pattern. He breaks us out of, he broke his people out of Egypt, even while they're fussing and complaining and, and, and grumbling about Moses. He, he breaks them out of Egypt, takes them to the mountain. While they're fussing, while they're engaging in sin at the foot of the mountain, he's giving them the law. Right, yeah. And he says, this is going to be the law for you, which which isn't going to hinder your freedom. I'm giving it to you so that life will go well with you. That's well, awesome. There's yeah. the, that's the pattern. That's the pattern of the gospel. And, and I, I want people to see that over and over and over again, that we obey in response to grace, that we obey by grace, uh, that God is the one who is sovereign in his grace and, um, enables us to do and pushes us to do what we would never choose to do naturally. Okay. Uh, at night, you've also started a new series, uh, the evening worship with the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Um, why did you choose that? Seems, I mean, it seems like a great tool to use to follow along with the Exodus series. Is that kind of why you did that? I wish I'd been that careful in my thinking. Oh. <laughs> But I, my, my, you know, my overall responsibility is to think about the spiritual formation of this congregation. I have to think about, as a teacher, mm-hmm. what, do, what do my people need? And there's the old, the old um, trivium that, that we're taught in our education classes that, that a, a well-formed uh, student is one who has a balance of knowing and being and doing. Mm. And a well-formed Christian is one who knows certain things, who is certain things, who does certain things. So as I think about our congregation, I'm asking, I'm always asking, what do we need to know? What do we need to become? What do we need to do? Right. So Exodus, I've explained where I thought we needed to know more 
of our liberation in Christ. We needed to be free in the gospel. We needed to do those. We need to become liberators, liberated liberators. Mm -hmm. And then uh, likewise, I thought we've got to grow in our, our doctrinal foundation. Okay. We have to have a, a, a more um, disciplined, more disciplined theological minds. And by that, I don't mean that we just, I just want people who are very theologically precise and say everything the right way and believe everything exactly the right way. And we go on the kind of witch hunts for finding people who are not doctrinally precise. That's not the point at all. Mm-hmm. My point is that I've, I've, my responsibility is to train people to be the the agent of the spirit to form people to live for Christ, especially in difficult times, mm-hmm. and the, and and the best way to do that is to cut deep grooves in them with to to create a kind of theological muscle memory, right? That will um, enable them to live through those times. And the catechism is a very very basic tool for that. So beyond what they're what the congregation will learn in the service. In evening worship, what what can they do with this um, catechism during the week? You know, during their day, to kind of help them, you know, help it be kind of seared into their heart. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the catechism is made to be memorized, mm-hmm. and and it's it's short questions and and pithy answers. Uh, and and you know, adults typically look at something like that and say, "I can never memorize that." It's because our our brains have become less elastic, right? But, <laughs> but kids pick it up uh, very quickly. So, what we want is to is for people to be practicing those answers, so they become part of them, and they they can you know, they they hit a, a profound problem. They can they can answer it with a with a pithy answer that is a, a simple statement that gathers up a whole lot of deep theology and scriptural data, mm-hmm. and they can always unpack it from there. I, I just read a story about uh, D.L. Moody was preaching in London, and he was visiting in the home of whoever was was hosting him, and uh, a a young man came to him. He was really troubled mm-hmm. uh, about prayer. He had all these profound questions about prayer and how does prayer work and how do you pray and what is prayer and and Moody was trying to answer him theologically and he was in a Presbyterian home and the, the little girl uh, in the next room had mm-hmm. learned her catechism and her father called her and said, "What is prayer?" And she folded her hands and bowed her back and said. Prayer is offering up our desires unto God uh, with thanksgiving, with confession of our sins, and with acknowledgement of the mercies of God. <laughs> Very and, good. You yeah. know, and now that now you can unpack each of those those things, the mercies of God. Mm-hmm. With thanksgiving, I offer my petitions. That's what I want people to have, a compendium of theological truth that they can carry with them and recall on a moment's notice. So we're going to, we'll have a, we'll have the, the, the question and answer that I hope people will memorize, but I'm, we'll preach a text on that topic, on that, on that question that the text comes from one of the proof texts given for the confession, for the catechism. Mm-hmm. 
So I want to teach people that we're not substituting the catechism for the scripture. Right. Here is, here's the overall statement, the catechism. Here's an exposition of scripture, and you can summarize this whole sermon by the catechism you just memorized. And the great thing is all these sermons will be something they can go back to, you know, when they're learning the catechism again or relearning it. It's it's great. Pastor George, thank you so much for joining me today on Second Look. This has been really cool. Well, thank you for having the vision to start this. I'm really excited. It's a it's a really uh, a, a very exciting time in our in our outreach, and thank you for leading in it. Thank you for listening. For more information about Second, including location and service times, please visit 2PC.org.